Nearly all religions have something like this. Looking up, reaching up with your hands. I understand why. It makes you feel good. Try it. I took a deep breath, then let the air out to form a big white cloud. Simon smiled and shook his head, heaved his weighty rucksack up onto a rock and wriggled into the harness. He looked at me. Oh, I remember how he looked at me, as if he couldn't believe his luck. And it's true. I wasn't just any old bit of skirt. He liked to explore me, count all my birthmarks, or tap his fingernail on my teeth as I smiled. Ticking off all the peaks of the Kabna Kaiser Massif. South Peak, North Peak, Dragon's Back, Kebnapakta, Kaskasapakta, Kaskasachoko, Tuolpagoni. Upper right lateral incisor, signs of decay. Upper right central, sound. Upper left central, distal filling, I'd reply. The rucksacks containing our diving equipment weighed a ton. We walked up to Lake Vitangiavi. It took us three and a half hours. We urged each other on, noticing how the frozen ground made walking easier. We sweated a lot, stopped occasionally to have some water, and once to drink coffee from our thermos flask and eat a couple of sandwiches. Frozen puddles and frostbitten moss crackled beneath our feet. Alan and Vitangivara loomed on our left. There's an old Sami sacrificial site up there, Simon said, pointing. Urilaki. That was a sight of him I loved. He knew about that sort of thing. We finally got there. Placing our rucksacks carefully on the slope, we stood in silence for a while gazing out over the lake. The ice resembled a thick black pane of glass over the water. Trapped bubbles traced patterns like broken pearl necklaces. The cracks resembled crumpled tissue paper. Frost had nipped at every blade of grass, every twig, making them brittle and crispy white. Sprays of lingonberry and stunted juniper bushes were a dull shade of wintry green. Dwarf birches and blueberry sprigs had been squeezed into shades of blood and violet, and everything was coated with rime, an aura of ice. It was uncannily quiet. Simon became withdrawn and thoughtful, as he usually did. He's the type who can tell time to stand still. Or was. He was that kind of person. But I've never been able to keep quiet for long. I just had to start shouting. All that beauty. It was enough to make you burst. I ran out onto the ice, as fast as I could without slipping. Then I stood with my legs wide apart and slid a long, long way. You have a go, I shouted to Simon. He smiled and shook his head. That was something he'd learned to do in the village where he'd grown up, how to shake his head. They're good at that in Piliavi. No way, he shouted back. Someone has to be here to repair your legs when you've broken them.
cowardy, cowardy custard, I yelled as I ran and slid again. Then I lay down and gazed up at the sky for a while, stroked the ice affectionately. Somewhere down below there was an aeroplane, and nobody knew anything about it, apart from us. Or so we thought. Standing up, I caught Simon's gaze. You and me, his eyes said. You and me, my eyes said. Simon collected some dry juniper twigs and birch bark so that we could start a fire and have something to eat before we made our dive, to give us the strength to keep going. We grilled some smoked sausages on skewers. I didn't have the patience to do it properly. Mine were burnt.